Well, for me, I think my story is a little bit of an anomaly for a lot of uh, people my age as I meet uh, other peers um, and hear their stories. Um, because my my story is is really that I don't remember a time when I did not know uh, that God was the most important one in my life. And uh, that's largely because of the home environment I think that I grew up in. I have parents who um, really modeled for us and for me a personal relationship with Jesus. And so uh, from a very early age, I was in an environment where I was hearing that God loved me personally. And I was witnessing my parents living in that relationship of love where they would be able to pray spontaneously. They read their Bibles. And I certainly, I grew up in a Catholic home, which is is a little bit unusual for, for a lot of, of Catholic homes uh, where, where sometimes people are just kind of going through the motions a little bit or they're, um, you know, they're going to mass on Sunday, but it's not always a sense of a lived experience of the Lord outside of that. And my parents really modeled that in a way that I was hearing this message of the Lord's love for me. And my heart was just receptive to that. My heart just desired to respond to that even as a, a, a young child. And so there isn't really a time that I can remember not knowing that the Lord loved me and that he desired a relationship with me. And I definitely remember as I look back on my childhood, the Lord has brought to mind these memories of recognizing moments of, of falling short of his love and uh, recognizing my own sinfulness. Uh, even as a child, I, I remember when I was in the grocery store with my mom when I was about four years old and um, we were walking by a, a stack of peanuts and something in me just desired I wanted some peanuts. And so I remember picking up a few and, and just hiding that from my mother and eating them right there in the store. And then my conscience just bothering me. Um, and so by the end of the day, I had told my mom the whole thing and to confess the entire incident uh, uh, as a, a four-year-old. And so um, there was just this awareness that the Lord loved me, he desired relationship, and that I couldn't live up to that uh, totally, that, that there was something in me that I, I couldn't always do what I wanted to do uh, to remain in that relationship. And so as a child, I was also, uh, because some of my, my parents' friends were evangelicals who um, talked about these things and, and really talked explicitly about inviting Jesus into your heart, uh, I was given an opportunity to do that when I was about uh, six or seven um, and, and did explicitly uh, respond to that invitation to ask Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Um, and as I got older in elementary school and junior high and high school, I was given an, a number of opportunities to just reaffirm that. And I had this very, I think, Catholic intuition that I couldn't just do it once. <laughs> and it was something that needed to be renewed over and over again. Um, and I, I come from a, uh, a farm background. My parents are farmers and a, and a large Catholic family. There's seven kids in the family. So I was, I was the second of the seven kids. And so my home environment was such that uh, this is, is was a way of life for us where we were around these messages and um, and it was an environment where we really did live as as a little community 
uh, of, of people who were striving to know the Lord. And, and certainly all of my siblings have a, a little bit different story in terms of how they came to that. For some of them, it was a little bit later on. But for me, it really was from, from a very early age. Yeah, I think there were a number of moments as I was getting older, as I was growing up, that I realized God's love for me in a real way, in a more personal way. And one of those particular moments that I think was pivotal for me was when I was in fifth grade, I was somewhat of an anxious child. I uh, was also very perfectionistic, in some ways looking for my identity and my worth in um, academics and, and trying to do well in school, as well as, uh, you know, just the struggles with trying to find your place among your peers. And so those things were a little bit challenging for me. And I started to experience insomnia as a fifth grader where I wouldn't, I'd go to bed uh, and I would wake up in the middle of the night and sometimes would be crying. And, and my mother, her response to that was uh, she would come and she would sit next to me uh, on the side of my bed and she would read the Psalms to me. And that was such a calming experience. And it was, it was about the only thing that would calm me down, really. And in particular, what it really was is the Lord's words in Scripture were becoming personal to me. They were speaking to this place in my heart where I was anxious and worried and didn't understand what was going on. And I would uh, calm down. My mom would go back to bed. And then I would go out in the living room and simply sit with the Psalms uh, until I could fall back asleep. And in particular, my heart was so touched by the Lord speaking his personal words of reassurance and consolation to me in this place that I just did not understand what was going on. And, and I think that that was a, a key moment for me in really some of the practices that my parents would do, like reading scripture or praying spontaneously, those things were starting to become real. And it was really starting to be a relationship that I really owned as something that was mine uniquely with the Lord. And, and so there were several other moments that I can recall as I was growing up um, that were like that. But I, I really look back to that experience uh, as being one of those, those key moments where the Lord's love became real. And as I went through junior high and high school, certainly had some struggles, you know, with just trying to to live this relationship with the Lord in the midst of peers and other people did, who didn't quite understand that, um, but really leaned uh, quite heavily on my siblings who had a lot of the same values and, and the same perspective and uh, sense of this identity as a family who we knew who we were and we knew that this relationship with the Lord was um, something that was, was so crucial to who we were as a family. Um, and so, so my parents and my siblings really do continue to be some of those people that I rely on to remind me of, of who I am in that relationship with the Lord. So they were a key way, um, a, a key place where I, I really experienced the Lord's love for me personally. I think that my understanding of who I am as a beloved daughter of the Father is something that has continued to unfold. I think, uh, I, you know, certainly growing up in the family that I did, that was a message that I heard a lot growing up, but I don't know that it really stuck or that it really uh, was driven home as, as clearly until I was a young adult. And as I 
went from high school into college and was just trying to search for, okay, what am I doing with my life and where am I going in, in the world? What is the Lord calling me to do? It took some time to figure that out. And, and I started to be aware of this calling to be in ministry and this desire to serve the Lord full-time in ministry. And so as I got to the end of my college career and, and started looking for, for jobs, um, the summer after I graduated from college, I was preparing. I had gotten hired to be a high school campus minister at a Catholic high school um, in the Midwest. And, and so I was preparing for that, but I was also coming out of a, a season where I had just um, ended a dating relationship and um, was struggling a little bit with a sense of, of my identity. And so I started talking to a priest I knew. I was working that summer at a retreat center, a Catholic retreat center that was uh, directed by this priest. And so as I was telling him kind of what was going on in my heart, he just said to me, Jen, you're the beloved daughter of the father with whom he is well pleased. And something in my heart knew that that didn't resonate. And I was honest enough to just say to him, I don't believe that. And he said to me, well, what part of that do you not believe? And I said, I'm not exactly sure, but I just know that that doesn't resonate with how I'm feeling and, and what my experience is, what my image of myself is, and what my image of God is right now. And so that started this, this conversation that evolved into him um, becoming my spiritual director, which was something that I, I also knew I needed going into to full-time ministry. But as I began spiritual direction and as I really leaned into this daily habit of personal prayer, I knew being in full-time ministry that I needed to pray because if I was going to be ministering to others, I couldn't give what I didn't have. And so my personal daily prayer life really became uh, a habit where I would take at, at least 30 minutes, if not close to an hour of daily prayer, sitting with the Lord and just having a conversation with him. And I was learning from this priest uh, just how to deepen that conversation with the Lord in a way that I was able to share just all of my thoughts and feelings and desires that I could really acknowledge anything honestly that was going on in my heart, that I could tell the Lord anything. And, and as I did that, he began to reveal to me, the Lord began to reveal in a deeper way who I was as a beloved daughter. And I would say that as I have, have grown in my relationship with the Lord, that has continued to unfold for me. Uh, there have been areas of, of my heart, places where um, I didn't even know that there were lies or there were um, false images of myself or of God that were, were an obstacle to me really receiving his love in a deeper way. And, and even, I would say, that conversion, that change of heart, um, I can, can look back over the last two to three months and see ways that the Lord continues to reveal to me who I am and um, places of fear or shame or doubt that can, can be an obstacle to that. So it continues to be this, this unfolding reality, but what I am growing in confidence in is that truly the way the Lord sees me, the way the Lord loves me 
is more than anything I can can ever totally comprehend. Uh, but the more that he reveals that in my heart, the more peace and joy and freedom I experience as I'm able to rest secure in my identity in him. My daily personal time with the Lord is something that I've come to realize is uh, irreplaceable. And that if I don't have that time to really be with him and to receive from him, in a certain sense, I'm not actually okay. <laughs> I can't actually function. I can't actually be who I'm called to be in the world. Um, and and I, I'm not actually able to um, to have that security in, in, uh, in any other way. And so it's really in that time of, of prayer, of intimacy with him that I experience the Lord expressing his love most deeply. And in particular, I would say there's, uh, as I listen for his voice, one of the ways that I really know it's him is when he calls me, not just Jen, which is, is kind of a nickname that was uh, something that was adopted in college, but he calls me Jennifer, which is the name that uh, my parents and my, my siblings, as I was growing up, and everybody knew me as, as Jennifer. And so um, there's always a little bit of a particular delight when the Lord places something on my heart, a thought. Uh, or there's a there's a, a clear sense of his voice speaking to me when he uses my my full name, and um, it's it's very intimate and very personal to me. Um, but it always really only can happen if I place myself in that space um, of of quiet and silence, where I start to tell him all of the things on my heart, just like I would a friend. And, um, and he's able to respond to me because I placed myself, um, there in order to receive him. So I think that's really my favorite way that the Lord expresses his love. There certainly are, are other moments. Uh, I love sunsets. And so that's always a particular expression of the Lord's love for me. So nature, uh, I, I will always be a farm girl. So I, uh, love being out on the farm and, and love being, um, uh, out in nature, but it really is that daily conversation with the Lord that is the place where I find he's able to express his love for me most personally, most particularly for someone who wouldn't necessarily say that they know that God really loves them personally. I would really recommend that they, they begin by just starting to tell God all about it. And whatever obstacles or whatever doubts might be there um, to find that place of courage and to give God a chance to encounter them for us to open up and to really tell him honestly what we think, even if it, it, it does not have to be pretty, it doesn't have to be eloquent. It just needs to be honest. And whenever we give God an opportunity when we have a space of openness in our heart and we reach out to him in whatever little way it might be, God has then the space that he needs to encounter us. And so all we need to do really is to turn to him in whatever little way we, we can. And, and I would really recommend 
simply trying to envision God as a friend sitting next to you and to talk to him just like you would a friend uh, because that's the, the relationship that he actually desires for each and every person on this earth for us to be able to have a conversation with him and to know that he actually does respond to our needs and so in whatever simple way uh, you feel is possible to simply give him that freedom, that space to speak to and to encounter us.